If you're an adventurer, there's one place that you absolutely have to shop. There is, because there's this place called Mototomic, and they have the gas can hoodie, which when you put it on, it feels like a hug. And if you're a true adventure rider, you know that some days don't go as planned and you need a hug. But not only the gas can hoodie, Mototomic has other things too. Like what, Cappy? Like beanies, cups, stickers, t-shirts, and probably my favorite dry bag. That orange dry bag is badass. It is. Mototomic.com. Link in the description. So, Chappie, I got a confession to make. Confess to me. I've been talking to our buddy from B-Moto, Paco Pete. You know B-Moto, that shop that does really cool stuff like... Off-road performance engines and suspensions. They even can Cerakote with ceramic finishes. So the outside is just as strong as the inside. Which is awesome and brings me to my confession, Cody Proof Certification. Because Paco Pete told me they're going to take care of my engine and Cody Proof it. That's something that not too many places can say. No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. Bootiche.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. Hello and welcome back. I'm Chappie and with me is Cody and this is Throttled Adventures. Cody, how are you today? I am doing super well. Thank you. Especially even though because it's winter. Yeah, screw winter. But we're talking to some cool people today. We are. Uh, we have Greg and Jess Stone from GoRoughly.com. They make a cockpit for your motorcycle, um, and they're going to be doing a around-the-world trip. With a German Shepherd. With a German Shepherd. On the bike, not yes. in a sidecar. Yes, not in a sidecar. It's their own design. Uh, it's a cockpit that bolts onto the back of the motorcycle, and their dog Moxie rides along with them. Without further ado, let's grab Greg and Jess and talk about Go Roughly and their tour they're going to be going on. Girl up, baby. Girl up. All right. We're live. We are live. We are. Who do we have, Chappie? We have Jess and Greg Stone from GoRoughly.com. And uh, Jess is going to be very soon going on a world round-the-world trip and visiting all the girl ups. And you're actually doing uh, a fundraiser to try and help that organization. Yeah, we sure are. So we are doing an around-the-world trip uh, to raise $100,000 for the organization Girl Up. And for those who don't know, Girl Up, it was founded by the United Nations Foundation. And what they do is they provide leadership and advocacy training to girls all around the world in over 120 countries, and they've helped over 90,000 girls around the world. So it's this really awesome organization where they um, they have these girl up clubs, and during the around the world trip, I get to we get to visit the girl up clubs as we go along. That sounds amazing. Sounds like a great cause. And when you say we, there's three of you you're talking about. Is that correct? There are three. There sure are. So I will be riding. 
um, with my 75-pound German Shepherd, Moxie, on the back of my bike in her canine moto cockpit, which is a motorcycle dog carrier for medium and large-sized dogs that we at Roughly uh, uh, manufacture. So we will be basically uh, showing off our carrier uh, as we go around. And Greg is also coming along. Uh, Greg is going to need to carry all of our camping gear (laughs) so that we can camp along the way. Uh, So I get the dog and Greg gets all of the camping gear. I get to schlep. Yeah, (laughs) sort of like a pack mule. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That was was actually my question. How do you break up who carries what? And I knew knew you get Moxie, so. I get Moxie. I get all of Moxie's stuff. So... One of the big questions that we always get about Moxie is about her food, right? Because like when you change a dog's food, their stomach can't normally can't handle it very well. So what we try to do when we go on these trips, which we've been practicing for for a while now, is I'll take like maybe three or four days worth of kibble um, and I'll put it in a, in a kibble bag and I'll have that in my pannier tank bags in the front of my bike. And then as we get into another country or there's a place where they, we don't have the same type of food, I will slowly start introducing that food. I'll mix it up for three or four days for a kibble that she's already used to. And then that'll sort of help with her with her system. That's a great point. Yeah. And to be honest, Moxie, like, she eats everything. <laughs> I have been training her off of the dinner table for several years now. So I think she's got, <laughs> she's got one of those stomachs where she could... Uh, you know, eat nails and poop out a crowbar, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. So, yeah, so Moxie does really well with, like, the different types of places that we've been. So we're obviously here in Guatemala, um, where we've been for the last five years now. Yeah, and that's where we'll start the trip. That's where we'll start the trip. And Moxie is also from here. Um, So I didn't have a dog before all of this and always wanted one. And uh, when we finally, when we got here, uh, we came from New Orleans. We were living in New Orleans and we came down here and uh, we came down because Greg had a job working with a nonprofit. Um, so we really loved it here uh, where we, we had come here before in the past. And uh, finally, uh, we said, OK, we're going to stay here for a bit. So I think it's time for me to get a dog because I've always wanted one, but traveled so much, lived overseas for so many years, but never really felt like I'd be a responsible pet owner if I had a dog and couldn't take it along. So and your only form of transportation was two a- wheels. Oh. So that that was posed its own challenges, of course. Exactly. So when we got here, Greg said, okay, let's go ahead. Um, And uh, there happened to be an American guy here who lived across the lake from us. And he had brought his two shepherds from the States and he was, he was breeding them. And this was the first litter um, of these two. And uh, when I saw that he was advertising for them, I said, this is what I want. I've always wanted a big dog, um, big enough, like a Newfoundlander size dog. Uh, but we we, we we size down. So again, her only form of transportation is two wheels, and she was going as big as she possibly could. Of course. Right. I yeah. love it. All in. Yep. And so the parents, Moxie's parents are, one is over 100 pounds, and the mother is probably about 80 pounds. Um, and Moxie was like a... Uh, she was a bit of the runt of the litter. Like we saw all of the puppies and she was the smallest one. Um, and she was the most submissive and we thought, okay, this would be good. She, she tricked us. She, yes. she uh. is not the most submissive. She is 
probably the most dominant out of all of us. <laughs> yeah, she is a, an alpha gunslinger for sure. But at least, like, we consider ourselves hugely lucky that she came in about 75 or so pounds. So that's, like, as far as big dogs yeah. go, at least it's not enormous. Yeah, we call her a teacup shepherd. A teacup it's shepherd. still big, though. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. a big dog. I've seen some of your videos. Uh, she looks so happy on the back of that bike. Yeah, you know, like it was. Uh, so we started with her when she was what six months old. We yeah, it was it was more like a, a year, year, I think. By the yeah. time we kind of got our act together, you know, all the different trials and and testing and build something, and you know that didn't work. Come up with a new design, and and finally sort of mounted it and did our test runs. Um, but really like, cause we get that question a lot. Like, how am I going to know, is my dog going to like riding, you know? And I mean, at the end of the day, like there's really nothing about it that the dog doesn't like. It's almost like motorcycling was made for dogs. I mean, it sounds silly, but they, it sights, it sounds, it smells, um, you know, in the same way they love putting their heads out the window. So they're getting all of that. Um, right there, you know, in front of them. It's just a question of sort of getting them accustomed to getting onto the bike, getting into their carrier. Um, and then they sort of, what we tend to find actually is a lot of dogs like leaping up onto the bike when they were not asked to. <laughs> so you got to be careful that you got a sturdy center, uh, you know, side stand. <laughs> I, I can like... totally see that because my dog, uh, it's a Siberian Husky and watches your videos like looking at me like when are we getting this but uh he he will sleep by my dirt bikes or by my bike and he loves like single track hiking so i'm thinking yeah. my worry is the goggles that's the only thing yeah they um so the goggles that we have for moxie they're they're really good um but like anything like the dog doesn't really enjoy having all of that stuff on their face or you know, like a dog wants to be a dog, and Moxie is clearly one of them. So uh, at slow speeds, um, if we're in traffic or if it's hot and we're when we're riding really slow, she'll nudge on me. She'll, she'll want them off. But she, I think, has learned that when we go at speed, it's way better for her because then she can peek out around me. She can look without anything getting into her eyes. So they really, like, I think that they learn that, that it's good to have them on at high speeds. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And and really, like, because, you know, the the safety aspect is the other question, of course, that comes up. And we all, as as responsible dog owners, care about uh, immensely. And I mean, uh, really, like, it comes down to strapping them in. um, And there's, like, plenty of back and forth online and in the forums and everything about should your dog be free or or strapped in. And we are very clearly from our sort of uh, investigations and testing and so forth on the side of strap them in. Um, plenty about that on our side, if you yes, want to yes. Into it. but um, and then and then the really the other thing is the eye protection because the only sort of riding injury that I would say Moxie's ever had is an eye infection is some eye we call it the the eye, eye snots. Oh yeah, <laughs> where she right. gets discharged from her eyes because of all of the wind and the debris, mm-hmm. um, and that happened one time. Were we in Mexico or somewhere? We, we, and were, we were riding. In, in Belize, I think, oh, okay. and it was like we just got lazy. Went, well, we're only going a slow, uh, a small ways at slow speed, and, whatever. and then you know, by the end of the day, we were seeing discharge. Yeah, we like, brought her to the vet, and then that was eye it. drops, and since then, we always have it on. And no problems, yeah. So those are like that's the key, you know. And yeah, they don't ultimately love 
the goggles in most cases. No, it's like a dog doesn't really to. love wearing a doggy sweater either. But uh, it's so cute. But you though. make him do it anyway. <laughs> so darn so cute. <laughs> I know. I also I gotta say. Oh, sorry, Jeff. Oh, no, go ahead, Cody. I also noticed you guys um, believe in like laying down because, well, from your testing and stuff, but keeping the dog laying down is better. Yeah, we've found that having the, because it's the carrier is really meant for medium and large dogs. So we're talking 50 pounds plus. And it's way easier to ride when the weight is lower. Like say you had like your suitcase sitting straight up, it acts like a sail and is just so uncomfortable to ride with. But when the weight is lower to the bike and closer to the rider, you really don't feel it so much. And like once they're harnessed in and laying down position, like they can move around, they can dot and Moxie can dodge side to side from me. She can, she can shift her weight, um, but she can't get up. Um, and I really don't feel any movement from her. The only time is, and this always happens. It's like when it's like the worst time when you're riding slow, there's cobblestones or there's like traffic and you're trying to just, uh, just maneuver. That's when she like sees the cat and she like wants to bolt off to one side. So that's like the only time and when I really feel her. But for the most part, especially when you're at speed, it doesn't really feel like anything. Just It just feels like having a passenger and even better than a passenger because the passenger is often shifting. But once they're harnessed in and they're comfy, you don't really, you can't really tell. We say it's kind of like a duffel bag with a head on it. Yeah. I mean, because that was, and that was sort of the idea is... Like the head can move around and that, but that's about it. And the head is closest to you, close to your back. So right where you would want that weight to be. And then, you know, the rest of the, like the dog is low and, um, and, and I mean, that laying position is just so much better for all the reasons that just described. And then also for the safety of the dog, because, you know, people think that, um, oh, my dog is enjoying this more when they're sitting up and can move around. But the dog really, that's like their sort of attack position, right? Like something's going on, there's movement, and I'm being kind of moved, thrown around. And so I'm going to like stand up into my act- active p- uh, position, right? But um, I guess like sort of like a, a sniper, you know? Like they don't just stand there and focus for three hours waiting for their target. They get into the super laying down comfortable position because that's how they can just focus on what's happening, let their body relax, and their muscles relax and just be into what they're doing. Um, it's just that the dog can't tell you, like I'm, you know, like what do I do? I'm I'm fighting for my uh, yeah balance for, for my balance. Time. And so that last piece of that is then in terms of them staying safe. You know, if you do have a tip over, and I mean Jess and I especially have had plenty with Moxie. <laughs> um, you know, there's less movement happening because they're lower and more connected to the motorcycle. So you don't have like this head and upper body being thrown from side to side and potentially striking an object. It's low and and really protected by her and then obviously within her carrier protected by the cushions. I mean, that makes sense to me because that's where I keep my cameras is right there. So Mm -hmm. Matt, I saw one of the videos where you tipped over and she was like, you couldn't be safer. Yeah, and and it's funny because people will ask me that, and she the every tip over that we've had, 
She'll just be harnessed into the cockpit. She'll just be waiting for me to come round and unclip her. And then she jumps down. And then I'm like huffing and puffing and anxious. And I'm like riding the, riding the bike. And then once the bike is ready to go, Moxie's like ready to go. She just wants to jump back up and keep going. So it's like, there's no, you don't see any stress or any anything coming from her. She's just ready. So um, so it doesn't traumatize them at all, at least not what I found. No, we, we haven't got any of that kind of feedback from any of the cockpit riders out there. And, and the funny thing is, in most cases, what people report, and certainly what we've seen with Moxie, is that the dog kind of looks at you like, uh, was that supposed to happen? Like, are we, <laughs> so is this like, are we is dismounting now? Yeah, like, <laughs> why are we stopping? Exactly. Time for a treat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And all the dogs I've had, Mine have never been happy sitting. They've always, you know, when you ask them to sit, they always end up laying down anyway. So that's where they want to be. Yeah, it's just more comfortable for them. Exactly. Let them be in their relaxed position. And that's how you know that they're enjoying it and that they're okay with it when they're laying down and they're calm. And that's what we try and create by having the laying down position in the cockpit. Yeah, and, you know, basically, like, if you wanted to do an iron butt with your dog, um, let's call it an iron tail. <laughs> you're not going to achieve it with the dog <laughs> sitting or standing the whole time. No. Right? It's not. They're just they're going to get exhausted. It's tiring. They are going to be laying down <laughs> that whole time, mm-hmm. and then it's just a question of whether you know the iron butt. The iron butt can keep up with the iron tail because they'll last all day. Yeah. Right. Now. My dog, uh, my husky, will look at me when I haven't taken it for a walk during the day or something, and like go to the door, like looking at me. Come on, let's let's do something. Do you ever get that with with the bike? Like, does Moxie want to hop on and make yeah, you go been, ride? Yeah, or? for the most part, anytime that we're in our little bike shed there and we're at the bikes and we're doing something, she's right there. She's she does not want to mm. be left behind. She wants to come along. So if we're anywhere near the bike, she knows that there's a possibility that we could be taking them out. So she wants to be part of it. So. And and it's mainly because yeah, she enjoys the ride, but she also enjoys where we go. So when we travel, I try and find places that are really pet friendly or very natural where she can really enjoy herself where she can be free she can be off leash so i think that she has now associated riding with fun places to go so that's also something that helps keep her motivated and keep her on the bike um, because she knows that when we're going somewhere it's going to be good for her that's awesome it's exciting i'm glad that you guys made this I will be putting in an order in the next couple months. I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's also really, really cool because um, we've noticed how it has really sort of transformed our riding um, or sort of rhythm and style of riding. Because I think, uh, you know, the, the concern also in the beginning is um, with, with it, some riders expressed to us is like, well, okay, so am I going to like not well, mostly what they'll say is, okay, how easy is it going to be to take off? Because, of course, I'm going to want to, you know, do those those hard trails or something without my dog or whatever it is. Like, I'm, I'm not always going to ride with my dog. Because there's this perception or this idea that, like, I won't be able to have as kind of authentic and, and wholesome ride experience, perhaps. And then what you find is, actually, it's like quite the opposite. So, you know, a lot of times, like on a trip, you'll end up you'll end up having your stops at gas stations, right? You you'll get snacks, you'll get something to drink, whatever you'll fill up, and then you carry on. Well, the dog's not like interested in the gas station. The dog, you're kind of looking at your dog like, okay, she's gonna want you know some place to go. 
So we are now constantly stopping at uh, rivers and lakes and, and parks. parks and just green spaces and, you know, taking the snacks and taking the drinks with us mm-hmm. and, and then picnicking. And, and I mean, that's what it becomes. So it's doing to your to your ride experience sort of what you wanted to force yourself to do anyways, which was like get out there and do something a little bit different, a little more natural, a little more, um, yeah, I mean, off off the path. But it's kind of giving you that extra impetus, right, to, yeah. to, to do that because you just start to get lazy when you're just thinking about, well, I don't really need to put my feet in the river. I'm okay. Why bother? Well, my dog wants to do it and he's, she's looking at me and, okay, let's go do that. And then you've had this much more wholesome, you know, fulsome experience. Mm-hmm. It's more memorable too, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. And dogs are kind of like our kids. I mean, so you're taking your best buds with you and your kids or... I know. That's what I miss. I mean, I miss my family when I'm adventuring and they're not with me, but the dog too. That you guys make it possible. That's for sure. It's It's like having your best friend. And the the giggle that we always get is, um, you know, when people come uh, looking at the cockpit and they'll be like, okay, so, you know, because the cockpit sits over your, your passenger seat and then sort of behind as well, you know, over the luggage rack if you have one. So it's, it's, the reason for that largely is because that's where you want the weight. And then also because um, it that way the cockpit doesn't have a bottom over the passenger seat. The passenger seat is carrying the bulk of the dog's weight, right? The torso, the head, the front legs. Um, and so it's less strain on the mounting and all that. But um, what that does mean is, you know, a two up riding plus the dog We've done that in a few in a few cases, but in most cases, your dog is your is your pillion now, right? And so, when you're accustomed maybe to going out with your significant other, your spouse, or something, is like, well, you know, now you're going to have marital. <laughs> Sorry, <issues."> babe. <laughs> like, you Sorry, know, babe. Not... The dog's <laughs> coming today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's oh like, boy. Hey, it, you might you might need to start talking to somebody because you're going to have a difficult choice to make. Yeah. Guess got to teach the wife to ride now. Oh boy. That's exactly yep. it. And then she can ride with the dog. <laughs> and then you can carry the camping gear. Exactly. Sounds great because that's the one, the hardest part of taking my wife on an adventure is she doesn't want to leave the dog. And I, I don't either, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly it. No, and that's, that's what it was for us. We did mm-hmm. our first ride without, like we had, when we, after we adopted Moxie, we did a ride to, you know, starting here in Guatemala to Mexico. And it was like all set to be this fantastic experience, and it really kind of sucked. Yeah, we were longing to come back to to see our puppy. You know, missing it was it. yeah, we were missing her. So I love it. So how do you go from okay, you put a, a, a dog on your bike and you're going to Mexico, whatever, and now you're going around the world? That's I know, a big it's a jump, bit of a, a leap, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. I've always had my eye on Girl Up. I thought that they were a really great organization and I wanted to do something to support them and something that something bigger than than what we're doing with Roughly. At Roughly, we are we are here. We're helping the indigenous women. They're there are artisans that produce help us produce the products that we sell for Roughly. But I wanted something that was bigger impact. And I was thinking, well, what do I have that can help bring in money? And what could be, what's, what do I have? Great visibility. Yeah. And I thought, well, I ride with a big German shepherd on the back. Maybe that's going to draw some attention. 
And so I reached out to Girl Up and I sort of pitched the idea and was like, would you would you like to partner in this? Because I think that it would be really great for both of us. Um, and they were so excited and they were so on board. Uh, and then when they asked, so what what amount were you guys thinking about like raising? And we were like, a hundred thousand dollars. And they were like, perfect. <laughs> we can help you however perfect. you need. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Well, you gotta set your sights, you know, high. You gotta Yeah. Exactly. So Was that a random like just just come out of the mouth when they asked you or did you have that in mind already? Well we did talk it we did talk it over and thought what we think is reasonable. So it's a hundred thousand dollars. It's over eighteen months. That's how long we planned for the trip to be. Might end up being a little bit longer, but eighteen months is sort of what we had set it at. And the other part of the donations is when people buy gear on Roughly, if you buy a canine moto cockpit or if you buy a collar, a leash, bed bandana, poop bag holder, whatever is on our on our website, 10% of that will go towards the fundraiser as well. So we're, we're also giving a piece of our pie towards this fundraiser. So between our, our Roughly sales and all of the generous donations that we've already been getting, I think that in 18 months, we will we will hit that goal. That is awesome. Yeah, we're so then, excited. Uh, Cody and, and I have... Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, in terms of the uh, around the world this, <laughs> um, obviously, Roughly is still continuing. So we need to make time to work and to... We're, we're planning to have a weekly video series right now. We have On Two Wheels and Four Paws on YouTube. Um, and we're going to continue with that. So every week, we're going to release a new episode on Sundays. Um, so everybody can follow along. You'll see us as we're riding together, as we go to the Girl Up Clubs. Um, so you can see sort of the impact that your donation can make as well. Um, so that's going to be happening. And so we're going to need to spend time to do that. So the idea will be that we will ride for four days and then we'll work for three days. So it's a we'll split sort of the week in half. Um, and that'll allow us to get everything that we need done for, for Roughly and for all of our videos and social media. And then we can still make enough uh, distance uh, by doing the four days a week. That's nice. a great plan. Now that's subject to uh, a little of bit course. of adventure coming in, right? Because adventure course. always has a mind of its own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely ha- allows us for some flexibility and spontaneity because nobody wants to, of course, set off on a on a mo- big moto trip like this and just be like, well, I mean, there's this great opportunity here, but sorry, you know, I got to clock in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we clearly, uh, you know, have responsibilities and roughly is a big machinery that needs to be, you know, overseen <laughs> we've got we've got our employees here and and you know distribution in the states and everything but it's still we can't obviously check out um nor would we want to but it actually creates um a really cool pace because we've been doing this now you know for the last few years as we uh as we publish the video series and 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 take these month-long trips mm-hmm. and stuff throughout throughout the year um and it, it's really kind of for us at least proven to be a really cool pace because it lets like those, you know, four or five days of, of hard riding of really full days that which also includes, you know, the filming and everything. So like your bandwidth is full that yeah. whole time. And yeah. sometimes in, in our experience, um, there's probably a lot of rider, you know, rider travelers out there who've had this where, you know, you don't necessarily, I mean, nothing's per se triggering you to take a break. Mm-hmm. And so you get into that mindset of keep go, 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 go. And and you can kind of 
lose the like thread a little bit, you know, the forest for the trees of like, well, I'd like to actually just take yeah. a day off or be off the bike for a day, but it's not really contemplated in my plan. Mm-hmm. And what this has proven to do for us and why we like it so much is not only let us like continue to run our business, but um, you get the, again, you get these four really full days camping, you know, most nights and just from sun up to sundown and beyond. But then you've got your three days that aren't rest. I mean, they're work, but you get to be someplace that you've chosen to be that's along your route and get to experience that place and also sort of recharge your battery so that by the end of those three days, you are like ready to hop back on that bike. Makes total sense because like a a backcountry discovery route, usually seven to 10 days I'll do. And they'll come a day randomly in there where my body just says, I'm staying at this campsite. Mm -hmm. It's not planned, but it it comes whether you want it to or not. So it makes sense. And you guys seem to kind of found your groove. Yeah. And it's taken us a a while to actually get that because, so we did a a North to South in 2013 um, for eight months. So we did from LA to Whistler, basically in British Columbia and then down to Chile. Um, And so we had, we had done that uh, in 2013 and it was, it was a, a difficult trip for me. I had, I had only started learning to ride when I was in Liberia I had by maybe would I have two thousand miles or you had, kilometers? You had a thousand kilometers. I had a thousand kilometers. You're being generous to yourself. And then Greg taught Holy me to ride. Cow. And then we moved to we went back to Los Angeles where Greg is from, and that's where we bought our BMWs. And so I started on a G six fifty. Um and with that bike and, and then two months of practice in Los Angeles, we set off for this long trip. So it was a tough time for me. And uh, Greg was really like gung ho. This was his dream. He had already done LA to Panama, ran out of money and couldn't continue. So he always wanted to go to South America. I think that motorcycle is still sitting in like a, uh, you know, import export agents. Um, lost. Oh man! Bye bye. Bye bye. There's enough That's for awesome. me to fly home. That's awesome. The both of us. <laughs> so, uh, so Greg great. was really excited about doing it, and like we were also new. We had been together for about a year, and so it was like, okay, I'm I'm doing this. But I was like, my heels were dug in the whole time. I was anxious about the whole trip, you know, and mainly because it was such a big bike for me after like I was on a 160. That's what I learned on. And it was just difficult, like, because you didn't know what was coming up. Like these were bad roads in in Central and and South America. And there were a lot of construction sites. There was a lot of gravel when when their roads weren't paved. And I just worried the whole time. Like, I don't know what's coming up next. And that took a lot of my bandwidth. So as much as like Greg was really excited about it in the evenings, he'd want to go and like explore the place and like, let's go out for dinner. And all I wanted to do was go and lay down in the hotel and sleep. Like I just needed to (laughs) relax. So it, that was how we did that trip. And, and because of that, you always wanted to do more and more and more. Like you wanted to go longer, longer times in the week. Like let's ride like seven days out of the week because in the evenings you're just going to sleep anyways. And so we didn't really like capture the, our rhythm until we came to Guatemala and we did these trips, even in new Orleans, when we did some trips, we found that like a four day on three day off works really well for us. Um, so that's what we're, we're planning on for this one. 
Now, I think Jess maybe makes it sound like a little like dismal. I mean, <laughs> in, in the sense that yeah, it's still like the tr- the trip of a lifetime, right? And I mean, she, there there were actually times when she was smiling and happy. I mean, it, you know, so but but it's a really good thing, and she's spoken about this at length before. That in and I, I mean, it it really connects with me. But it was my dream. I mean, that's what I was setting out to do, and she didn't really sort of. Um, I didn't buy into it. Yeah, it was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna come along. I'm gonna do this, and and so to the outward perspective, everybody that would that met her and saw her was like, wow. You, I mean, you're doing this. You you just started learning. You're kicking ass, and you're you're doing great. Um, and then like sort of at the end of the day, it was like my battery. I am fried. Like mm-hmm. I've got nothing left. Mm-hmm. And you know, so so this was kind of a a flipping this on its head, right? Yeah. Like. I mean, Jess had the idea for this uh, go roughly around the world. Yeah, I was the one who started this whole thing. And I sort of looked over when I made the decision where I said, I can do this. I can ride around the world with my German Shepherd and I can raise money for Girl Up. I can do this. And I brought it to to Greg and he sort of like didn't really believe me. He was like, okay, that's sort of like Uh pie in the sky. (laughs) Like, how is that going to happen? Because Greg has always talked about wanting to do another long trip. Um, and it really wasn't on the radar for me, uh, but Greg well, was... when do you start a business uh, yeah. and then just be like, okay, you know, a couple, two, three years into it, let's like hit the road and... Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> for 18 <yeah>. months. <laughs> I mean, a lot of business owners think about that. They just don't do it. (laughs) Yes. But then I was able to sort of pitch it to Greg and be like, we are our own brand ambassadors, you know, like people are going to be able to have seen Moxie riding. Uh, We're doing it for this. This is not the face of a brand ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) I get to be though. You you are. Yes. That's why I am carrying the gear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's, it's a, I think it's going to be a great sort of story that, that I can share with others. And the fact that I'm doing it for girls to have, I like the idea that they will see me, see the struggles that I went through on that first trip that I just talked about with you guys about how it was difficult for me. And the fact that I was the one who planned for this one. And I'm the one doing all the logistics for it and all of that. Well, let's so. face it. Okay, so Jess is going to pull up with Moxie on the back into, you know, Girl Up Club in Nairobi mm-hmm. or Monrovia or wherever, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it'll be set down some dirt gravel gravel road or whatever. And you know how it's always like when everybody's watching and stuff, that's when you do something silly. Like, and she oh, pulls course, up yeah. and, and just like... <laughs> forgets about the kickstand or whatever and <laughs> plops right over. I mean, it's the classic thing, right? Like yeah. my first memory of it was was uh on our very first trip, I left the, the um, disc lock. My first tip over was leaving the disc lock in on Seattle. with Jess on the back cuz we were just hopping down to into Seattle to check it out and we just like you know in front of everybody this brand new beautiful mm-hmm, bike and like so that's how it's going to be, right? And so they're going to see you go over and then have to pick your bike up and like life goes on. <laughs> yeah. And your right. job, and you got to catch that stuff on video. Again. Yeah, I know, yes. right? <laughs> and it will be captured, yep. yes, for everybody to see, uh-huh. of course. And all those little girls are going to see that anything is possible. Or whatever yeah. they want is possible, you know? And yeah. It's funny. We, we were with some of the girls that were here in Guatemala and I was... Um, 
we were, I had Moxie on the back and we were just chatting with these young girls and sort of asking them what they want to do. And one was like, well, I'd like to be a doctor. And then the other one was just like, well, I'm not sure yet, but like, I like sciences. And so it's, it's just fun to sort of hear what their plans are and, and sort of where they are in their journey and as they're growing up. And, and I think that it just, it, some of them are just so excited to see Moxie on the back, you know, with her goggles on and she's just hanging out there and that it's such a big dog. It's, it's really heartwarming to see that. And I think that it, and it tells the message that like, Nothing is too crazy. Yeah. No idea is too crazy. Like, just go for it. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, you guys, uh, you're planting the seeds, you know, and helping help nurture them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And it's not just girls you're inspiring because I feel every time I go on a solo adventure, I, I just started riding, I don't know, maybe five years now. And I'll go solo out in the backcountry, and I feel like you on your first trip every time. I'm like, I have no business doing what I'm doing, but I'm just going to go do it anyway. And so it inspires the girls and, and a lot of us too. So, yes. Oh, I'm glad. I like what you guys are doing. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's always still a little bit hard for me when we talk about it because it's, I, I've always sort of struggled with that, like imposter syndrome. Like I'm not a writer. Like I'm not good enough to be doing this. There are people out there who are way better. What What do I have to to show for it? You know, and why should I be in the same space as somebody else who's done it so much better? Um, and this trip is really teaching me sort of the opposite. Um, just like you said about going out there and doing it, and even when you're anxious about it, to do it. And like. I've done like thousands of kilometers with Moxie. So like, I know what it's like to ride with her. The, my challenge is always the off-road. Like I, I'm not a fantastic off-road rider. Um, it's something I struggle with, especially having Moxie on the back. So now I'm like extra cautious, which is probably not the best thing that you want to be doing when you like need to give power when you're on the off-road in the deep sand or whatever it is. So it's something that I know that it's going to be a struggle for me. And we were just talking about it today about how, if there's like a tough obstacle, I often used to let Greg ride the sections for me. And I would, I would, she let would him. let me. Yeah, I would let him. Let him. And he enjoys let me it. just interject by saying letting me ride it was to stop her bike right in front of the water crossing or the crappy bridge or the this or the that. And like, you know, the weight of our bikes, the, they're both GSs, but they're different models. And like, you know how, like, you're, you're dialed in on your bike. And so then I'll go through the thing and there's more times when I crash than she does for a variety of reasons, but this is one of them. And, or I'll have a wobble through it or whatever. And she'll look and say, see, that was really hard. Like it was, it was, I was totally justified in having you ride. I was like, there's like a dynamic to this that I don't think you're capturing. (laughs) Maybe we could start me back a little further, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so, give me a little run up. (laughs) Exactly. I I know I should, but it's like, I get close to the obstacle because I think, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then I like chicken out as I get close to it. And I'm like, "Mm, maybe I need to just get off my bike and Greg, can you just ride it over this? And then I'll pick it up on the other side. Um, So that's, that's how a lot of it, it goes. But it's funny in the past, like few uh, few trips that we've done. We did one for the New Year's trip around Guatemala, uh, and then a previous one uh, into Mexico. Yeah. Um, and both of those, um, I found that like I was really looking for um, sort of off the beaten path places. 
especially here in Guatemala, where we've, we've been here for five years and we've traveled quite a bit of the country. So we've seen a lot of it. Um, so I tried to find some like different places that we hadn't gone to. But a lot of those required uh, getting off the paved road and going on an off-road section because most of the places here, if you're going to like a natural place, a waterfall or a park or whatever, it's not going to be paved. Um, and so you're going to have to do it. And in the last one for New Year's, we ended up going, uh, I picked the place because it had like this beautiful river running through it and we could swim there and we could camp out and Moxie could come. So we looked at it on the map and it was like, how long, like like five kilometers of dirt there in that section? Mm, it was longer than that. It was longer than that? Okay, I can't remember. When you're dialed in, it felt like, okay. it only felt like five kilometers. Okay, it wasn't five kilometers. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. We looked at it on the on the map, on Google Maps to see, and I could see that it was dirt. And, you know, I said, well, let's give it a try. Like, if we have to turn around and go back, then let's do that. But I want to give it a try. So we went. The first section was great. I did great. It was, it was graded road. It was fine. Then we get into, like, halfway through. Then it starts to get steep. Steep and down. And we're going down into the valley and corkscrews. And it's it's unpaved. It's got like gravel all over it. There's these big boulders in certain sections. And I got to that point where I was like, if I go down, I go down. Like nothing bad is going to happen. I'm not going so fast that it could like kill me at this point but like I, I sort of felt like I could do this and I uh, Greg and I are on the communicators and Greg keeps asking are you okay like should we stop or do you want to turn around or what I'm like no I, I think we're okay I'm basically just anxious of being held like responsible like this notion that I pushed her into it right like I'm gonna get <laughs> all baggage from the first trip <laughs> baggage yeah, from the first exactly. trip <laughs> I'm the one with baggage Jess is a brand new version <laughs> but yeah we got down there and she's uh, like I got this Yes, but the section, the last section was like steep down and we we stopped right in front of the place that we're going to stay at. And I remember I was feeling like, oh, God, now I got to like go back up that tomorrow. And Greg was like, are you going to be anxious all night long? (laughs) And like I took a breath and I was just like, you know, it's not going to be so bad. Like I made it down. If, if worse comes to worse, like if I do need you to ride it or like if I need to take Moxie off the bike and I ride and she runs alongside, which we do sometimes if, uh, if it's a tough section, um, we can do that. But, uh, you know, to be honest, I didn't think about it really that much that night. And then in the morning we took off, no problem. And it was, it was easier going up than it was coming down. So it's just that thing. It's, it's, I, I can see awesome. that my own maturity as a rider come out and, uh, it's, and I definitely am going to need it for this around the world trip. So I'm glad that like, it's sort of all coming together right now uh, during these past few trips. That's awesome. Well, I can see you guys have a, a good dynamic teamwork. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely, I was going to say riders that like seek out off-road hardcore and that's what their trip is all about. And that's, you know, that's fantastic. I mean, when you have a 75 pound German shepherd on the bike, Okay, you're not going down single track. You know that's the. I mean, I guess you really you could. could. We have we have some riders yeah. that do some kind of crazy you stuff. Probably shouldn't, but <laughs> but I mean, you're you know it, it's sort of it's Cody. sort of figuring out what your preferred uh, sort of riding style is. But at the end of the day, um, and I think this is where Jess really comes full circle is there are a lot of um, exciting and interesting things that maybe aren't down a single track. But they are down, you know, uh, or up a slope and a and an off tarmac, you know, pitch that you got to do. 
and and it just is kind of beyond your reach if you're not if you're not comfortable to to take a leap. And um, I think it just goes back again to the difference between that first trip and now is is sort of accepting the challenge, which again you know is that imposter syndrome of like I'm I'm in this now and I'm choosing to do it and I may not be the best at it, but I'm going to go forward and and whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And boy, does that make a difference just kind yeah. of from my vantage of seeing how she handles these things. Um, and it's a lot more fun to be her partner on these things uh, <laughs> or her, her sidekick. Um, yeah. you know, cause, cause you're enjoying that she's enjoying. And then of course, Moxie is enjoying the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of fun all, all around. I can That's relate. Awesome. Not only is my name Greg as well, but, uh, my wife is the same. I get blamed for everything. It's like, <laughs> you want me to do what? <laughs> We used to snowmobile, and I'm trying to get her into motorcycles, and she's a little reluctant. She wants to, but she doesn't. She's, you know, there's a few things that scare her. Um, going fast, and, you know, some of the off-road stuff. So, it's like, I, let's just work on small, little back roads. I live in the Northeast, so there's tons of little roads everywhere that we can go explore. Little towns and stuff, yeah. But I I totally understand because she's the same way when it was the snowmobiles. She got tired of her snowmobile one day and she just come back, shoved me off of mine, and took off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's true. There's there's a moment where it clicked. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my snowmobile was a little bit newer, and you know, we were taking a break, we're getting ready to go, and me and my buddy would ride to the back, so we kept our speeds down. She just had enough of her sled that day and just came back and pushed me off of mine and off she went. <laughs> I rode hers for the rest of the day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And I wouldn't mind that so much if I got to uh, ride with Moxie now and again. Jess said, you know what? Uh, well, let's switch bikes. I think I'd be okay with that. What what tends to, to happen more more often is I get Moxie off the bike like, um, was it recently in the kayaks? Oh, yeah. And, you know, so the the shepherds, I think in particular, right, are really kind of a, they call them like Velcro shepherds. Yeah, they're very like attached. The pack needs to be together. And so, so for example, if I'm riding ahead of Jess, Moxie is like all over yeah, the place. Yeah, there's because- no way. Like, I will always be the one in the lead because... Moxie's okay being in the lead and being up front, but the moment that I'm behind Greg, she's like always busy looking for him to make sure that she's that he's in her her eye line. And then she gets really anxious because she's afraid that he's going to go too far ahead. But if she's up ahead, she's fine because she could always look back and see him there and it's not a problem. It's yeah. just this funny psychology thing that she's got going on. So she always wants to make sure she sees both of us at the same time. She's like, something's not right here. Yeah, exactly. And and when she's when we're doing walks and and we're fortunate where, where we live that she can be off leash most of the time. You know, we let her run free and she tends to be up ahead, but she can always look back and know that her pack is there. So the same with the motorcycles in that sense. The kayak it becomes a little different because now we're in separate kayaks. One of us is with her and fortunately it's me in this case. And you know, there's really kind of no version of it where she feels like the pack is together. I mean, there's this like ocean that's separating us and boy so she kind of goes batshit for a while and Mm -hmm. uh you know until she kind of gets the rhythm of what what all this is um well because what she'll do is she'll she'll try and leap out of greg's kayak and then come over and swim to my single 
And then she, and then when she's in mind, then she wants to go back to Greg. It's like she's never, she's not happy in either of ours because she wants us to be together. So, it, it kayaking with Moxie is not the most fun thing. Uh, I would definitely prefer to ride with her. Which is why I get her for the kayak. And my favorite time of the kayaking is the way home because now she's leaped out several dozen times. She's exhausted. <laughs> she finally lays down and relaxes. Yeah. Maybe Tired, we, need to, yeah. we need to strap her cockpit into the kayak Maybe. and keep her in the laying down position. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Use the uh, the leash and the, and the strap yes. in there. Maybe they'll make her feel at home or the cockpit. <laughs> hey, so what we're going to do, uh, Cody and I have talked and, and we cleared it with Jess and we're going to get our Patreon all squared away and ready to go. You should be able to head on over and sign up. Every dollar that you guys sign up for in the month of February, we are going to take that money and send it over to Jess and Greg to donate towards the girl up. And we are going to match each dollar. Oh, that is awesome. We really appreciate all of your support. Um, it's, it's, it's just such a... It's just such a great organization, and I'm just so proud that we get to partner with them. So, and you'll be able to see where your donations going by following along on our YouTube series on Two Wheels and Four Paws. So, you'll be able to see some of the girls whose uh, donation you're helping to impact. So, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for for doing that. Yeah, well, it's a real kick. Uh, that's mm -hmm. I'm a little bit without words. So, um, there is going to be a link to uh, Go Roughly down in the description of our podcast here. Uh, there will also be a link on our website, throttledadventures.com. For Go Roughly, if you want to donate directly to Jess and Greg and Girls Up, uh, you can do it that way as well. You can also buy a cockpit. Yes. Yes. So, you can take your yes, dog. Yes, yeah, don't forget any, any gear that's purchased 10%. 10% will go towards the fundraiser as well. Well, and we, we actually do have a sweepstakes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. We do have a sweepstakes that's running now. So on the day of our launch, uh, we're launching uh, the trip on March 5th. Uh, we will be giving away a cockpit and $500 worth of gear. So if you make a purchase between or now or a donation between now and March 4th, um, ten doll each ten dollars of your donation or your purchase will give you one entry into the sweepstakes, and we will announce the winner um, on our launch oh, wow. at our launch party on March fifth. Oh wow, that's awesome! Awesome. So, so again, I'll have in. a link to everything: the YouTube channel, the website, uh, the donation site, in the description and on our website. If you're listening to this while you're driving in your car, don't worry. You don't have to remember anything. When you get home, just click on one of the links in the podcast and uh, help support such a great cause. Yes. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And yeah, I want to thank you guys for taking your time to join us here and just hopefully get the word out for you guys a little bit more. I want to wish you good luck on your adventure. Thank you. Yeah, yes, I, definitely. Yeah, I hope we uh, we can do a little check in. Maybe once we get uh, maybe into Africa, maybe we can do another uh, sort of catch up and see how we've been doing and uh, see how you guys have been. So, uh, we'll oh, yeah. definitely keep in touch and, and do something uh, something fun again. Absolutely, that'd be awesome. And say hi to Moxie for us. Yes. Of course, she's here. <laughs> she's uh, she's getting fussy. She I was wants gonna to go let outside. my dog come in. <clears throat> this is her least favorite time when we're occupied sure. with something else. She's just miserable. 
O- only only, yeah. only puppy syndrome. <clears throat> yes, that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, Moxie, if you can hear me. My, my puppy DJ is one of your biggest fans. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Good luck on the trip. We'll be pulling for you, uh, and we'll be trying to help uh, spread the word as much as we can. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Take care. You too. That was so cool talking to Jess and Greg. Uh, they are amazing people. That was I, even I cooler so than I fun. thought it was going to be. I mean, they're just awesome people, great guests, and uh, kind of like from, I don't know, I feel like they're kin now already. Yeah, the the ingenuity to think up uh, the cockpit. Uh, I've seen some of their videos. Dog looks so happy to be riding. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of the tip-overs, and she is safe. I mean, I, I wish somebody built something like that for the back of my motorcycle so I could take the grandkids and feel safe. I've been leery about taking any of the kids. We'll just treat them like a dog. We'll put them in the cockpit. <laughs> Strap them down. I don't know if it works quite Have that. their parents sign a waiver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah that 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 was pretty awesome and uh, i know i got t- a little tongue-tied when i was trying to explain it so w- what we're gonna do is uh if you go over to our patreon any money that we receive in the month of february we are gonna match dollar for dollar up to five hundred dollars because uh, gotta put a limit on there because we don't want to go broke i'm not that we're going to you know, raise the whole $100,000, but any little bit helps, and it's going to a great cost. So if you come over to Patreon, uh, we've got some great things going on over there. Uh, you're going to be able to listen and watch a live recording uh, once a month, depending on your, your pledge. There's Yeah, you'll uh, get to see what Chappie has to put up with and how he tames me down, and sometimes I have to tame him down, too, because... Yeah, unedited. Uh, we also with our new recording software, have the ability to accept uh, call-ins. We're looking at testing If your browser's refreshed. <laughs> so we're looking at testing that feature out as well. So do you want to be a guinea pig? Head on over to Patreon. <laughs> yes. And if you want to see more about what's coming up, you know, we, we've got Discord as well. Discord is free. Uh, there is a link in the description right here the, the podcast that you're listening to and uh, there's links on our website uh, there's a link to patreon in the description and there's also a link to uh, goroughly.com the donation site there will be a special link for that and also a link to their youtube channel if you want to follow along and see how the trip goes that's a sneak peek because uh well i was going to just do this in discord but maybe i'll do it here there may be a, a second uh, YouTube channel coming from one of the hosts of the show. One of the hosts of this show? Husky on a Husky. Oh, Husky on a Husky. Oh, does that mean what? that what? Chippewa is still alive? Chippewa still alive, baby. Oh, <laughs> that is good. That is good news. Yeah. That is really good news. <laughs> so Amber's going to learn to ride the chi- Chippewa or Maybe. the Beamer? Not the Beamer. <laughs> I'm still learning to ride the Beamer because <laughs> it's fun. I love that bike. But, I mean, Chippewa's my baby, but the Beamer's a, mm. it's a different animal. Yes. Even though Chippewa's a 701 and the Beamer's an 800, 
there's a big difference. Yeah, I would. I think I would feel safer putting my wife on the Beamer. Yeah, she feels safer on the Beamer. She's made that like 1,000% clear. Yeah. The power delivery is a little smoother. It's 701, I would think. Uh, I would be afraid that she would do like uh, the Cody uh, side wheelie. Yeah. You, know, and the, you, you didn't land that one. I did not land that one. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Johnny Mac. I mean... <laughs> That is not what I expected him to say. I thought he'd say nice picture, and he goes, "You didn't land that." No way. I, I mean, just just from watching the videos with you and him. I, I mean, when you said that, that's what he said. I, I just died. It just Johnny and I have an interesting dynamic. You know, you're you have a sense of humor, kind of like mine. Mm-hmm. But you can you can play the uh, follow the rules uh, by the book. You can do that part, right? Right. I. I, I have a hard time even trying to do that part. Johnny is that part. But then randomly, I mean, very rarely, he'll come out with like a, a Chappie or a Cody comment like out of nowhere. And it's just, it's so funny because it's, it's so randomly. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like an awful fun guy to hang around with though. Yeah. He, he's a good guy. And, and we're meeting great people. That's the thing about YouTube and this podcast especially where you know it might feel to you guys like we know these guys and party with them and ride with them all the time i'd like to say that's the case but that's how i feel half the time when we're done with the podcast like we've just made new friends you know dan and ben and jocelyn and Derek and bryce and i mean on and on right uh don't forget Dana and tim amanda you know that i mean i know tim's your friend already but I felt like uh, I was, you know, talking to him for the first time. I felt like I've known him for a long time. Yeah, just just great. Could people. be because I creep on his videos all the time. That could be that we're creepers. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the story when I was in Arizona, didn't I? Tim Tim had his laptop with him, and when we did Arizona, we did cheap cheap hotels because it was freezing, literally. Right. So he's doing videos, and he would literally hit send upload. And then, like, I'd ask him a question, and he'd be like, didn't you watch my video, bro? (laughs) Like, making me feel all fucking bad, and he had just hit send on it, (laughs) mother. You didn't even watch the video, bro. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I just got a notification. How could I watch it? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. A lot of times, I'll be watching your new video, and you'll send the link, and it's like, motherfucker, I'm watching the goddamn thing. (laughs) shameless (laughs) self-promotion i know it's just i know it's just like you know i watch them so it's like especially lately you know the getting them uploaded you've been having the problem with the yeah computer so oh my lord i don't know how i got the last one up yeah all of a sudden just worked after three days of trying Alrighty. righty thank you everybody for listening so forget you can use the discount code throttled adv at moto camp nerd or at mototomic.com or both or both thank you to mototomic for sponsoring the podcast yes thank you thank you thank you thank you got a lot of new and cool things coming guests we've got a couple of uh requests out we're waiting for answers if you have a guest or somebody you think that should be on the podcast Go in the Discord. There's a section in there where you can tell us who you think would be a good guest. 
Yeah, and if you know somebody that's a good guest, you can hook us up with them, too. Absolutely. If you want to be a guest, ask. You never know. You never know. You ride motorcycles, you automatically qualify. Yeah. It works. Brap. Alrighty. Sorry, don't know where that came from. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, catch you on the flip. Put grandma away. Here comes the fucking guitar part. Ooh. <laughs>